You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. It is Friday, June 5th. And, yes, it is. Uh, it's June, which means we get to look at the June-July issue of The Lutheran Witness today. Uh, excited to dig into that and uh, good topics, um, very uh, pertinent to what we've been experiencing. And uh, so we'll dig into that with the managing editor of The Lutheran Witness here in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning, the Reverend Roy Askins, Managing Editor of The Lutheran Witness. Pastor Askins, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having me on again. Happy Friday and uh, greetings and salutations from uh, from the Studio West. You're in uh, Studio <laughs> East today, uh, all connected through virtual studio. And uh, we've been living somewhat virtually over the last month, which is, I think, a, a bit of a segue into some of the topics for the uh, June-July issue of The Lutheran Witness. What is the, the theme for this, this June-July summer issue of The Lutheran Witness? So the theme, well, uh, you look at the cover and, uh, and you might wonder what the managing editor was up to. <laughs> How are you supposed to understand this thing? It's all crazy. You can't see hardly anything. Uh, but the theme here is by faith and not by sight, which, of course, comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, which, if I may, I'd like to read a little bit and talk about why this is so good for this, this issue and what we're talking about. Of course, St. Paul is talking about in Second uh, Corinthians 5, this earthly tent in which we live and how it's being destroyed and we're groaning in this earthly tent, this body, right? Uh, but that we have a heavenly tent uh, in the heavens made for us by God. Uh, and because of, of this and that he has prepared this very thing for us and has given us a spirit as a guarantee, he says in verse 6, so we are always of good courage. We know that we are, while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Uh, and I think that's really helpful for us, as we have seen all sorts of crazy things over the last few months. We've seen all sorts of, uh, of disease and death. Uh, if we look at what our eyes see, we could be very afraid very quickly. But the fact is, we don't walk by faith. We walk by sight. We are of good courage because God has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that he has prepared something for us uh, that is eternal in the heavens and won it for us through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So with that intro, the issue of the Luther Witness that we're, uh, the June-July issue of the Luther Witness is about uh, COVID-19 and how we are recovering from this and how we can learn the lessons from COVID-19 pandemic uh, so that the next time this happens, when it happens again, unless our Lord returns beforehand, come quickly, Lord Jesus, uh, we will be ready for it. And I've already started the conversation about how does the church respond in these type of contexts and these type of scenarios when governments are shutting down churches, when people are dying? How do we as the church respond in these contexts? How do we continue to witness in these contexts, as I believe uh, Steve Shave talked about? Uh, what does it look like when it's time to gather again? All of these type of themes uh, come out in the Lutheran Witness, the June-July Lutheran Witness. Taking a little bit more uh, to one or two of the articles that uh, to give a little preview of of what readers will be able to read in this issue. Sure. So uh, President Harrison actually starts the issue off very well with his uh, question, does God will suffering and even affliction? So this is 
his uh, the president's letter and he begins asking the question, you know, we see this all around us. Does God actually will the suffering? And as with all things, uh, he does a very good job in pointing us first and foremost to Jesus Christ. Uh, if I can give a little quote here from the beginning, for the answers to our questions about suffering, so far as we can understand anything at all of what the Bible teaches, these begin and end with Jesus. And I think that's a great place to begin as we talk about suffering and as we talk about this pandemic. Um, it's very easy to get lost when we're asking all sorts of questions about why this is happening, why me, why to our family, why to this nation. And the reality is we look for our answers in Jesus Christ. And knowing that, we also have promises from our Heavenly Father that everything that befalls us uh, has its final resolution in Jesus Christ. Also, again, from the end of President Harrison's article, he says, I cannot fully fathom the tiniest portion of what God is up to in this time of crisis. I do know what he did in the cross of Jesus Christ. I do know that he knows what he is doing. And I think this is a great comfort to us all as we think about what's going on and, and these various uh, struggles that we have, that God has answered all of our questions in Jesus Christ. And even as we may not have the exact answer to this particular problem or that particular problem, we know that he has given us the answer in Jesus Christ, that for all of our sins, Jesus Christ died, that we might have life eternal in him. So we also have some other uh, good selections here. Uh, as always, uh, Dr. Veith provides a great overview of uh, our virus-infected politics. He talks a little bit, a little briefly about how uh, this pandemic involves not simply uh, the health of our people, but also has become involved in the politics of the nation, which has been rather interesting to watch that. He also mentions briefly the effects the uh, virus has had on the economy. Uh, a little while ago, and if I didn't know this until he mentioned this, um, in fact, oil was selling for a negative price. In other words, people <laughs> were paying to get rid of oil for a little while, which was good on my gas tank, but not good for investments. So uh, uh, there is that. Um, Doc, uh, Pastor Worst, who works with disaster response, uh, actually had a really uh, helpful article called COVID-19 has been good for you. Uh, and he talks about how it has helped reveal our idols, the things that we cling to and trust in and have confidence in, and shows us that maybe we shouldn't be having confidence in these things. Uh, maybe we should be placing our confidence first and foremost and prim primarily in Jesus Christ. And of course, he's got some wonderful gospel in there uh, pointing us to Jesus Christ and his work. Dr. Rast also had a great article. He's, of course, the resident historian. He talks about uh, the history of plagues and scourges and pandemics and epidemics in the United States in particular, and how the LCMS has responded to these at various times. So, of course, he talks about, as everybody knows, the Spanish flu from 1918, but he also talks about how the church responded during the yellow fever plagues in Philadelphia uh, some while ago and how uh, the church continued to witness, uh, while also at the same time in other places uh, shut down for a bit uh, as a consequence of the plague to prevent the spread of the disease. Um, just a really good historical overview of that context. Um, moving on well, uh, mo moving on to another article by Pastor Wood. Uh, Pastor Mark Wood is the um, director of LCMS Witness and Outreach Ministry, and he talks about how COVID-19 has changed the context for worship. You know, we've kind of gotten comfortable going to Facebook service, Facebook online services. He actually shares a really actually heart-wrenching story about um, having to attend a family funeral over, um, over Facebook Live. Uh, people couldn't actually be there because of COVID-19. And, uh, and so his whole family had to watch the funeral 
Uh, and, and so he talks about how we've kind of gotten comfortable with this Facebook Live scenario and how we have to be careful that once we, as we move out of this, this doesn't become the new normal. The fact is we've been called together as the people of God to gather together and receive his gifts, and we can't, uh, can't abandon this regular gathering. And then we have uh, two last articles. Uh, Pastor Toma, Chris Toma, talks about uh, how the church responds to or how the church ought to respond to um, the government asking the church to shut down. Uh, when does the church say enough? When does the church say, when does the church say that, um, that despite the government's commands, we are called to proclaim the gospel. We must obey God rather than men. Where is that line there? And it's not always clear and easy to f figure that out. He does a great job of talking about that and drawing those some, some thoughts there, uh, outlining some thoughts there. And then finally, um, the Reverend Dean Ashley Taylor, who's pastor at Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in the Bronx, uh, who is right there in kind of the heart of this pandemic there in New York City. Uh, he talks, he, he works through some of the thoughts. I mean, just kind of putting down some thoughts that have been going through his mind as he's worked with his people and helped them think about and think through this uh, pandemic and the response that, that they've been dealing with. So that's kind of a broad overview. Actually, I got all the articles in there. So it's kind of a broad overview of <laughs> yeah. almost all the articles. So in fact, if I can, I, I know you probably have another question for me, but I'm on a roll now. So uh, Pastor <laughs> Flugie, uh, uh, Pastor Flugie, actually probably one of my favorite articles is the benediction piece by Pastor Flugie. Uh, he talks about God's outside-in cure for our inside-out disease. And it's just a fantastic little story yeah. about how he got to thinking about being infected by this virus, and then he realized from like Matthew 15 again uh, that it's not what's outside him that infects him, but what's inside, and that God actually provides the cure to that disease, which is, of course, the most important disease to have a cure for. So anyways, uh, yeah. I'm done now. I'll stop stop my role. <laughs> <laughs> great, like, great pivotal moment from his wife uh, when he was talking about like disinfecting because he was afraid yeah. he might have you know, contracted something. And she's like, well, have you ever thought that maybe you were already infected and you were maybe the source of contamination? <laughs> exactly. Like, great, exactly. Great point. Sorry. I just stole his thunder there by revealing it. Sorry. <laughs> That's quite great. all right. And it's a fantastic story because like you could relate to it immediately, right? Yeah. You went outside mm -hmm. like, you, okay, don't touch anything. You touch the cart and then, oh no, I touched the cart and my nose is itchy. What do I do here? Yeah. Right? Like everybody can relate to it. It's just a great little story. So. Yes, become quite adept at uh, at being able to like you know scratch my my eyebrow with the the inside of my arm and not my hand. Everybody's got that like all these weird contortions now because of COVID. Their survival skills. Great images, by the way, throughout the. I mean, they're always great images in uh, great art and and photos as well in the Lutheran Witness. I I have to say, I think this this was merely coincidence, but in the article, I think it's in Dr. Rast's article. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the older images comparing, you know, the, the, the history. Okay, did you notice this, Sarah, on, um, I think it's on page nine in Dr. Rast's article, Another Scourge, the the nurse, I think it is, in the image, does that face look familiar? It looks, I, I think this is merely coincidence, but I think it looks kind of like the former managing editor, Rachel Bomberger, a little bit to me. I did notice that. Did you notice that? So so go check it out, everybody. Check out the June-July issue <laughs> and see if I thought for a minute I had to go back and look at the credits for the photo because I thought maybe Rachel had, had uh, volunteered and posed for that, that picture for that article. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pastor Askins, for the, the inside scoop. Now, the June-July issue should already be in our mailboxes, right? 
I am already receiving mail about the June July issue. Okay. So yes, <laughs> it's already showing up in people's uh, inboxes. It is a uh, I, I think people will find it stimulating, and I hope uh, this is an encouragement to all of you out there. If you have a letter or something you'd like to say, send me an email. Uh, leave a phone call. I've already received a couple of phone calls about this issue. Please uh, let me know. I'm interested to know what you have to say. So, very good. And uh, how do we? If we don't get the Lutheran Witness, how do we get the the Lutheran Witness? You can subscribe at cph.org/witness. Uh, we also have uh, articles going up on the website uh, related to this issue still. So witness.lcms.org, two places you can go. But you subscribe at cph.org/witness. Very good. Thank you so much, the Reverend Roy Askins, Managing Editor for The Lutheran Witness. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to check in with uh, Humanity right here in St. Louis. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bye.